0: Well thank you Jeff and uh, welcome everybody. There are many of you that I know that are online and you're watching us right now. Uh, Many of you probably are maybe at your dinner table. Some of you are having a a very special meal tonight. Maybe seafood, shrimp or steak or something of that nature. I saw one uh, on Facebook a while ago. They were having, get this now, big old fried pork chops and green beans and potatoes. And there's one thing about COVID-19. I don't know that COVID-19 has helped any of us lose any weight at all, but nonetheless, we're going to enjoy what it is that we need to do during uh, this particular period of time. And these are exciting days. I'm excited about Boy, I'm excited about the drive-up uh, uh, time that we're going to have on the 17th. That's going to be a very, very special time. And you know, at this uh, particular time in the service, I'd usually say, "Ushers, come forward." But may I tell you a little yard talk? They ain't no ushers here. They're just not here tonight. But nonetheless, we know your heart. You have been faithful, and because of that, God has blessed your church, His church. And we're grateful. Not only that, we noticed in April, you supported missions, you supported the development fund. You know what I'm finding out? All the times that we've talked about giving, you are practicing it right now. And I can't tell you how that moves my heart and my spirit, because we give God honor and glory every time we are faithful to His Word and faithful to the disciplines of being a follower of Christ. And one of those things is our prayer. I've asked you to pray 714 in the morning, 714 in the evening, and primarily just to cause you to be reminded. Uh, Some of you are praying at other times. We're grateful. And uh, just a special need on my own heart, a friend of mine, a minister, uh, Pastor Larry Boone of Eustis, Florida, uh, was uh, in a accident with his motorcycle uh, just two blocks from his house and is in very critical condition at Orlando Regional Hospital and his family... I've known Pastor Larry for, I don't know, 40 years, just one of the kindest individuals you'll ever meet. Uh, Would you lift him up, Larry Boone? And there are others. We prayed for Greg Mundus. He is going into rehab today. I'm telling you, friend, God is doing something phenomenal during this crisis that we're in. I watched a little bit of Christian television last night and heard some of the reports from from individuals that are in different nations around the world and here's what they're saying our ratings he said their television ratings are up in presenting the word of God and more people as a result of the crisis in that nation are giving ear to the message of Christ. America, Lakeland, Florida, Polk County, this is not the time to give up. It's the time to press in and to pray and to believe and be available and be enthused about what God has privileged us with. So let me say thank you again. For the discipline of your giving and your prayer your bible reading let's trust god together and of course you can give online victorylakeland.org push give you can of course mail your tithe offerings in some bring it by doesn't matter how it gets here i got a just a note today from someone out of state and they said boy i just need to send two months tithes in and they sent it in i'm grateful to god for what god does through you and friend here's what i found as we are faithful to the lord god brings favor to us and brings us through every circumstance so right now i'm going to just ask you wherever you're at to maybe pause with me and let's just ask god and have this moment of prayer and intimacy together father god you know every need that our country has you know every need that our world has. You know the solution to COVID-19. You know what it takes to get us through. Oh well, God, we're going to be faithful to you because we know the best plan and the best path in order to come through this is to just trust you. Lord, we cannot figure it out. We're doing our best to do all the things that we're told to do and distancing and mask wearing and all that goes with it we do not want we do not want to be ignorant we want in Jesus name to do what we can to preserve life and health among those that we know love and trust I pray you touch the sick some that are not well like Bobby Strickland I I just pray she has the COVID I I just pray you would touch her I pray others that we know are missionaries and some that do have this dreaded disease I pray for our small business owners God I pray that you would give them hope and God make a way where there is no way let them listen acutely to the voice of the Holy Spirit and not make decisions on some pressure but make them because they are able to say I know this is the will of God and Lord that's what we want we want the will of God so meet all of these needs, bless our families and our community and give wisdom to the president, the governor, and our, uh, our city officials. Give wisdom to all of them, Lord, as we honor you and say thank you for it. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I know that wherever you are, you can say amen once in a while. I want to talk about for a moment supernatural guidance. In other words, really what I'm talking about is, God, how do I discern when I pray, how do I discern to get an answer about what I'm praying for, about a situation? I I know that some people pray, God, what should we have for dinner? Well, it's pretty easy. Just go to the refrigerator and pull out some of the leftovers and, and there you have, you have your answer. But there are other decisions that we have to make that are more monumental than that. We have a directive that we were not responsible for, but we have a directive and a timeline. Or maybe maybe you're like this individual, or maybe you've been here, and maybe it's uh, you. Uh, you're lost. And I mean, sir, you're willing to admit that you're lost, and you don't know what to do. You don't necessarily have a phone number to where you need to be to get guidance. You feel the pressure, and of course, there's always others in the car that can give you their opinion of which way you ought to turn and, and you look at the fuel gauge and you're low on fuel and you get criticized for that because you've let it get down almost to the E and you're wondering, boy, what part of town am I in now? I don't, I don't know. And you see danger approaching and you're concerned and you're frustrated and you feel the pressure of anxiety. But you know, I got to move here. I got to go left or right or straight or something. And all of us from time to time don't have a clear cut path. This is what we need to do. For example, another example maybe uh, you have a decision to make about a job opportunity. Or about some situation that would deal with money. In other words, the offer to you is really good. You think, boy, if I'm waiting on this offer, this is a great offer in a lot of wonderful ways. It may mean a major change for you. We're going to have to pack up and we're going to move. And on paper, on paper, it's clear you have good answers there. And uh, you and your spouse, if you're married, you feel good, uh, you feel good about it. But the children, don't feel good about it. They don't want to leave their school. They don't want to leave their church. As a matter of fact, you don't want to leave your church and you don't even know if you have to move, if there's a a decent church, I like to say like victory, where you're going. Oh, you talk to your friends and your friends do as a lot of friends do. Oh man, we love you guys. We sure will. We'll, we'll pray about it. And then you seek God and you seek God and you say, I just haven't heard anything. What am I going to do, God? The timeline is ticking away. Now, here's what we all say. We all say, I'm going to walk by faith. Walking by faith, feeling no alarm, trusting God every step of the way. I want to walk by faith. But you know what? Sometimes when, when God gives us the opportunity to walk by faith, we think, God, I don't... I don't know that I really want, I I want you to give me a clear cut, write something in the sky so I'll know. I'm, I'm not sure that I, this is a little more challenging than I thought it would be. Well, sometimes you don't have control on what you're going to be engaged in or where you're going. And that was true with the apostle Paul. The only thing Paul did after his conversion was to serve God. To honor God, he gave one hundred percent of his life and his talents and his abilities. He gave them over to God, but now we find because of something that he's been charged with—that is a false charge—we find the Apostle Paul's on a journey to appeal to Caesar, and uh, and he's with uh, Julius, of course, the Roman guard, and Julius, the Roman guard, is is taking him to Caesar. Well, okay, Paul Paul knows. Julius, they've had uh, dialogue before, and Julius is in charge of him. So the time comes that they're ready to start that journey, need direction, everything is good. Paul's behaving as a prisoner, giving no problem, sharing the word of God. Julius gets to the place, and they decide we're going to have to get on that ship and we're going to have to sail. And in Acts 27, verse number 9, here's what it says. Sets us up now. Put yourself in the driver's seat. Much time had been lost. In other words, they are running out of time if they're going to sail. And sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast. So what did Paul do? Paul warned them. He said, don't go. You see, Paul was being led in that instant by the Holy Spirit. We find as we study his life, he followed God and God's will, but sometimes it wasn't exactly clear. But in this incident, Paul knew exactly what he needed to do. He knew exactly what the captain of that ship needed to do. He knew exactly what was going to happen in the future because he had been warned. And as we see this incident taking place, it seems like an average situation. That's kind of how we felt when COVID-19 first came on the scene. Oh, a virus, you know, COVID-19. Yeah, it's Up in Canada, it's over in in Spain, it's over, you know, in China there until the day that it came to our state and then it came to our county and then it came, we began to read the results and we thought, hey, this thing is far more dangerous than we thought that it would be. You see, they had a decision to make, these seasoned individuals, and this evangelist, missionary evangelist, Paul is with them. Uh, they, they were in the Mediterranean seas early October. They all understood the weather. It was a dangerous time to sail. Just a few weeks from now, all ships would have to be stowed because the sailing would be far too dangerous. And the reason is the northeastern storms out of the Adriatic Sea would come down and just rip a ship To part. I mean, unbelievable. And they said, Well, do we sail? Paul said, No. Well, who do you think you are telling us professionals, No? Paul said, Hey, that's God's word for you. Now, how do you tag that? You know, how does an individual that's not familiar with following the Spirit, who's not familiar with God speaking to them, when you say, No, I have heard from the Lord well the ship's owner said listen Paul we appreciate your interest but be quiet I I'm the captain here we're going to sell Julius turned to Paul and said Paul please be quiet be quiet I say let's sell we got to get you to Caesar the centurion, of course, and the crewman said, sail. No storms yet. It's beautiful. We get on it. Though we're a little late, everybody is ready to go. The cargo is full, is, is grain, and, and we can't wait to get out there. And we can't stop in Fair Haven, so we got to get on it. They were in a dilemma. You see, though they said, sail, they knew that there were dangers and pressures and difficulty facing them. Someone told me today, I want you to know I'm under an oppression that it is, it's kind of hard to function. You can't get out. You don't know what decision to make. You don't know who's got COVID or doesn't have COVID. You don't know one, one place they said that they went, that very few had masks on. And, and that meant something. Which, which way do we do? How do we get out of this God? Will I get out of it? How, when do I start my business up? my small business. You know, if you're a hair salon person, when do we open the door? You know, if you're a church, when do you make that decision? And we are praying and believing God and gathering data all that we can here at Victory Church to try to come to a reasonable conclusion in uh, several weeks from now to say, God, this is what we need to do. We are seeking his face. There are times that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Let me just again. say it again. There are times we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what we feel. Here's what I know. As a believer, we are on a faith journey. We're on a faith journey. We follow God. We follow God like Abraham was told to do and in Genesis, the 12th chapter. God said, I want you to go. Don't worry about where you're going to go. You take your family and you trust me. I'm not going to give you a road map. You don't have any Google, nothing. Abraham, you just listen to me. I want you to go and I want you to go now. And here's what the Bible says. Abraham did as the Lord said. But you know what most of us would do? We'd say, I'm going to need a little more than that. I'm going to need something substantial than that. But you know what God desires out of us is for our faith to be so solid, yet so fluid that we trust him in everything. That even when it doesn't sound right, if we have that peace that passes all understanding, yes, sir, Lord, I am, I am on my way. That spirit tickers, it tickers with our, our heart. And sometimes it takes much faith to stay and actually more faith to stay Than it does to go and I know some of you are making major decisions right now decisions that you didn't think you'd have to be making 90 days ago but you're faced with it now and you say God what do we do and sometimes we make decisions out of pressure out of fear we um, we make decisions because we think oh that piece fits the puzzle of my life but may I encourage you now more than ever Those of you that are in the throes of having to make life-changing major decisions in your life, may I say to you, sit still until you have the peace that passes understanding that you can say, God spoke to me and this is what we need to do. And then I want to caution you about this. Somebody say, well, we were praying and, and boy, somebody called right out of nowhere and said, you guys need to move. And we considered that a sign Because they called and they had no idea that was it. No, I don't go by that stuff. I think God's wonderful that you care about me. But Lord, here's what I want to do. I want to get on my knees and I want to build my spiritual muscle in my faith walk, And I want to be able to say, God, I don't want to be caught by a phone call. I want to hear from you and know this is God. That's the kind of word that Paul had from God during his circumstance. Well, the pointers who crawl up on the, on the hoist up there in the tower, they looked out and they looked for waves and that stuff, and they said, let's sail. Let's sail. Let's go. It's time to go. Well, listen. They gave permission based on their circumstance. You and I are not people that should be directed by a circumstance. We should be directed Because we hear the voice of God, and we know the voice of God, and we are aware that God can use circumstances, that God can use uh, time frames for us. But may I suggest to you that sometimes the devil comes as an angel of light, and you have to be able to discern that. So here we are in the midst of a pandemic. We all know that by now. Turn on the television. That's all you're going to hear. And by the way, don't let that be all you feed yourself with every day. Enough is enough of watching that. Find your word somewhere and get you some music and listen to your worship. And get in this word and read in Proverbs. Read, read, uh, read in Philippians. Read in Psalms and those areas and give yourself encouragement and build yourself up in faith. So Paul tells them, don't sell. Don't go. But here's what we find out. You see, they sailed. In Acts 27, he said, But now I urge you to keep your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Wow, that's amazing. One of the things that we must notice is that they did not have permission to sail. But God still went with them. Let me say it again. Even when you might be going on a path that's not clear, you can't see. But yet you said, i got to go. God loves us enough. So if that's the way you want to go, there's trouble there. You go right ahead and you're going to go. I'll be back here where you left the course, where you left the will. No, God goes with us no matter where we go, because God's grace is greater than his desire to judge us. You go ahead and you get involved in that. You go ahead and go down that road. You go ahead and make that decision. You're going to get spanked. You're going to get crucified. You're going to do that, and it's good enough for you, not God. God's grace is sufficient for us in every situation. Well, you see, the problem is these individuals that said sell, they set sail because it was calm. They decided to make their decision because the hurricane winds, like the Northeasterner, was not blowing. They they understood that. Uh, And then when they sailed and got out there, the winds got more and more difficult. Fear began to grip them. They dropped anchor to try to slow them down. They'd been there for 14 days. They drifted. Their cargo and tackle was over the board, overboard. And, and they tried to tie the ship together because it was falling apart. Yes, they made the wrong decision. Yes, they know it now. They didn't then. Yes, Paul could say, I told you so. However, nothing could be said that would change their situation now. You see... Paul's next word from the Lord was this. Hey, take courage. Even though you've made a wrong move, even though you've made a wrong decision, even though you didn't really seek the man of God, even though you really didn't take it to prayer, you felt you just had to go. Now Paul is saying, take courage. You see, before they made a decision to sell we know that they saw a gentle breeze, but not long after they sailed and they got out into the open sea, the wind began to toss their ship around. I'm telling you, if you study the, if you just study the word of God, it began to toss their ship around and could look something like this. As Paul said, take courage, take a look. their ship being torn to shreds and paul says take courage you feel like i'm going to go under we are drowning we made the wrong decision we charted the wrong course we didn't pay attention and we hear the preacher say take courage everybody stand your ground how do you do that under those circumstances That may not be an exact replica, but I can tell you the storm that Paul and that team had the same fierceness of wind that was causing their ship to break apart. And Paul is there saying, take courage. Acts 27 verse number 20 says they were all so exhausted that they had given up hope of making it out alive. You heard the guy who was the pilot of the ship say, hey, this storm is not going to let us out of here. We believe that we're going to die. May I say to you, not suggest to you, but may I say to you, you and I have nothing to worry about because our God is in control of our lives. The Heavenly Father looks down upon us And says, no matter where you're at, I'm going to guide you. The Holy Spirit says, if you'll seek Jesus and seek him, he'll give you wisdom. And when you don't know what to do, when the decision would be more easily made because of what you might consider to be the facts. And yet, you've not had an opportunity to really take time to pray. And here thus saith the Lord, take courage. You know what courage means right there? It means have confidence. Have confidence. Have confidence in what you know as a believer. Have confidence in what you know as a follower of Jesus Christ. Have confidence in God's providential care. And then finally, don't run. Don't just run and pack up your bags. Here's Acts 27, 31. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. Fear creates fear. And unbelief nurtures unbelief. Paul is the prisoner. You heard me say a moment ago right there, he said, don't sail. Take courage. Why? Why? Why take courage? Paul says, because I had a supernatural experience. An angel spoke to me. An angel gave me an impartation of wisdom. He said, Don't be afraid. That angel said, The vessel that you own is going to be destroyed. But every person sailing with you, Paul, is going to survive they're going to make it. You see, that's really what we would like God to do for all of us when we're in big time decisions, when we're in trouble and when we're up against, when we don't know what to do. God, I like that kind of word. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way because what God is trying to do is to mature us and to grow us. And so Victory Church, a wonderful group of people, we are becoming stronger. We're using talents and giftings around here that that we didn't know that we had. We're having more creative opportunities than we've ever had. We're talking with more people about Jesus Christ than ever. We're encouraging people whose hands are hanging down that we can lift you up. We can say to those, our God has never, never failed. And if this is an hour, it is an hour to be able to shine and to be able to call on the name of the Lord. You see, the sailors were familiar with what it meant when the, when the ship got close to the shore. They could hear the waves hitting the rocks, and they thought, well, this ship, they tried to rope it together. This ship is falling apart, and they decided what we need to do is run. We need to jump and run and get off this vessel, and Paul said, hey, don't do that. That might seem like the ordinary thing to do. That might be the thing that your natural person wants to do. But listen, stay true. Hang on to that piece of wood. Hang on to that faith. Don't abort this. Don't try to shortchange it. Don't try to outrun it. Just stay the course and see what happens. You see, friend, we must remember that we are walking with God every day. We must remember that staying on board during the storms of life is important. My faith, my spiritual disciplines. We must remember that riding out the storm sometimes is the only thing that God wants us to do. We must remember that refusing sometimes to see the obvious that the natural mind would say, that's what you need to do. You need to check your faith. You need to check your faith and see what it says. And we need to look through the eyes of faith. Sometimes we're looking for miracles. God, I want to see a miracle. But can I tell you the most exciting thing in life is this, is not seeing a miracle. It's you being a miracle. That God does the miracle in your life, in your family. That when you come through on the other side, your whole family will be more spiritual, more knit together, and more aggressive and more enthused than your family's ever been because you didn't run. You stood firm in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So God's not in the business. throwing you against the rocks. He's not in the business of forsaking you. He's not in the business of aborting you. He's in the business of walking with you and staying true to you. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. I know that you do. Let's pause for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every individual. I thank you for this message tonight. I pray that you would lead us and guide us. I I ask you in the name of Jesus. I know there are some that are fearful. I know some that are depressed. I know that some are a bit anguished, God. I know that. I know that. I know that. And God, I, I know that, boy, a good couch in a psychologist office would be just the trick for some. But nothing can take the place of finding an altar and praying and saying, Holy Spirit of God, speak to me. Calm my nerves. Give me hope for tomorrow. Nothing like coming into the presence of the Lord knowing that you're filthy and you're faithless and you're hopeless and you've been mean and mouthy. Nothing like coming in the presence of the Lord and saying, Jesus, I am sorry. Please forgive me. I've embarrassed myself and I need just a touch from you I need it I need a touch from you Jesus so let that take place so just in case I want to ask you to bow your heads out there maybe you can repeat this prayer out loud or maybe you just need to say it in your heart but you join me and repeat after me Heavenly Father I thank you for Jesus Christ he is my Redeemer he died for my sins So tonight, I approach his throne with humility. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. I ask you to guide me. I ask you to lift my spirit up. I ask you to give me a song in my heart. I ask you, Lord Jesus, give me wisdom. Don't let me miss the decision that you have for me don't let me take the easy path let me take the path that leads me to spiritual renewal father god you please lead and guide me and lord i ask you to do it again and again and again in my life as I follow you in Christ's name. Amen. Love you, everybody. We're going to see you at one more worship. Don't forget, join us Sunday morning, 9 o'clock. We're going to be ready to go. God bless.
1: Come on, can we join together tonight and declare it? His promise still stands. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. This is my God. As they us to clear it tonight, your promise still stands. Your promise still stands. time for Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Join us this coming weekend for our next online experience. Have an incredible night.